Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show. Watch every week on Free Speech TV, Link TV, YouTube, or if you're in New York, CUNY TV. Prefer to listen? Subscribe to the free podcast at lauraflanders.org. I end every week with a commentary. I call it the F word. Here's this week. A bridge is only as strong as its weakest part. Former slave turned educator Anna Julia Cooper uttered those very contemporary sounding words back in 1893. The U.S. didn't heed them then, and we haven't heeded them yet. The big question brought home to us one more time by the COVID-19 crisis is why not? What does American society so love about having weak parts that we refuse year after year to shore them up? Most Western European nations took steps to strengthen the weakest parts of their health systems sometime after the Spanish flu and before AIDS. Illness is neither an indulgence for which people have to pay nor an offense for which they should be penalized, but a misfortune the cost of which should be shared by the community, said Ernurin Bevan, the former coal miner turned health minister tasked with driving the British plan. Resisting opposition from politicians and the British equivalent of the AMA, the National Health Service Act Act was passed in 1946, nationalizing 2,500 hospitals, and it's those hospitals Britons are cheering on now. President Truman was trying to do exactly the same thing at the same time, but here the AMA attacked his bill as socialism and accused the Truman administration of following the Moscow party line. Twenty years had to pass before President Lyndon Baines Johnson signed Medicare and Medicaid into law and 45 more years before President Obama's Affordable Care Act. And still, here we are, lacking a national health care system, the country pockmarked with health care deserts, and millions of what Truman called normally self-supporting people just one layoff or one virulent virus away from disaster, as we're seeing. Private greed, then, masters anti-socialism, an interest in keeping some people, workers, vulnerable. It's all part of the answer of why we've thus far ignored Anna Julia Cooper. Another part is surely racism and sexism. As Mab Segrist's new book, Administrations of Lunacy, recounts, in her history of a 19th century Georgia mental hospital, it's very clear that even faced with research, the patient life expectancy could be increased by adding nutrients to the patient's diet. White doctors and administrators chose to stick to their belief that black patients and women and poor people were simply physically and spiritually weaker than affluent whites. Accepting a pro-public health care approach would have been costly to their bottom line and their pro-segregation views, says Segrist. In other words, instead of erasing our weak parts, we've raced them blaming vulnerability on the vulnerable and hoping the bridges wouldn't break where we are. But, as Cooper also said, when one link in a chain be broken, the chain is broken. And COVID-19 is tugging on that chain. This time, will we learn? You can see my interview with Mab and a whole special feature on her book at our website. Sign up for our newsletter at www.lauraflanders.org. And thank